Lee Daniels is a filmmaker with decades of experience in Hollywood. He's directed films like Precious and The Butler. And today, his newest film, The United States versus Billie Holiday, is being released. But one thing will be very different this time around. The film isn't debuting in theaters. It's heading straight to streaming. And Lee Daniels is not happy about it. So for the premiere of this film, which has to be virtual, what are you going to be doing? Crying, probably. Really, really upset, emotional. I'm trying to keep on a good face for you because I'm not in a good place about it. Well, I won't be crying. Maybe that's dramatic, but I'll be upset. I'm not happy about this. I don't understand the world that we're in. I'm trying to understand it, and I know that that's probably not the correct answer that my press people want me to have out there in the world that I understand. I don't understand. It's not just Lee Daniels who's trying to make sense of this new world. It's all of Hollywood. Other highly anticipated films like Wonder Woman 1984 and Judas and the Black Messiah have gone straight to streaming on the day of their theatrical release. It's a change that's angered major Hollywood talent and raised questions about the future of the industry. And so we sat down with Lee to talk about what it's been like to see his big screen premiere fall apart and what this new model means for how money is made in Hollywood. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, February 26th. Coming up on the show, director Lee Daniels talks about what the new reality in Hollywood means for filmmaking. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Lee Daniels' collision course with a changing Hollywood started a few years ago, when he first came across a script for the United States versus Billie Holiday. It tells the story of how federal authorities targeted the jazz singer for years. They arrested her at performances and threw her in jail for drug use, in part to try to stop Holiday from performing Strange Fruit, a song about lynchings of Black people. Southern trees, they're strange fruit, blood on the I was blown away by the story of this woman that I had no idea, no clue that she was the civil rights leader. When you think of Billie Holiday, you don't really think of her as a civil rights leader. You think of her as a troubled jazz artist who'd been in and out of jail, in trouble with the law, but she's the godmother of civil rights. So I had to tell this story. And how long have you spent working on this film? Seems like forever. I'm really bad at dates, but maybe a couple years before we went into production, and then a year and a half of production, so three and a half years. 
And when you were filming this movie, I assume you were expecting it would be going to theaters. For sure. I shot the film on, I remember vividly a conversation with my producers telling me, you're going to save $400,000 by not shooting this on film. No one shoots on film anymore, Lee. I said, well, I do. I don't know of any other way to shoot but on film. All of my movies are on film. I don't know digital. I don't even know how to hold a digital camera. I don't want to, I don't know it. I don't want it. And uh, if I had known that, I would have got the $400,000, put it in my pocket, made some money on the movie. <laughs> what was your vision at that time of what opening night could look like? I thought it would be like at a festival where we would, you know, roll it out like precious it can. I, I knew that the Europeans would eat this up and particularly can would eat it up. And what does that look like for those of us who don't know what it's like to roll out a movie at Cannes? Oh, my God. It's so exciting. It's the most exciting. It's the way to roll out a movie. Um, you walk a red carpet and they applaud you and you're with your actors and they really appreciate cinema. Precious was like a 12, 10 minute standing ovation. And it's pretty great. It's pretty exciting because all your hard work, you feel the love in the room with however many thousand people are in that room and they get it. And you look over at your cast and you see them loving it. Crying. Right. Crying. Crying with you. Crying and happy and just, uh, it's a moment. It's what I live for as a filmmaker. Not long after the filming of the United States versus Billie Holiday wrapped, Lee saw signs that his vision of a red carpet premiere was in danger. Last March, Lee was ready to show the film at test screenings, where you take the film and test it out in front of different audiences. See which parts really resonate, see which parts need tweaking. But the pandemic changed all that. And so we tried to do it with small groups of people, but then it was becoming illegal. You couldn't do it. So I'm like, okay, so how do I test the movie? And, and they put me in a, uh, on a virtual thing with like 100 people on the computer screen in these little tiny boxes. And people were picking their noses, eating pizza, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, going to the bathroom, walking away. As a filmmaker, it's the most painful thing ever. I put the computer ding down. I said, I don't want to know about what these, uh, this is going to be a movie that we'll have to we're rolling the dice, guys. We're going to just see what this is like. And uh, so I haven't really tested the film. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really crazy, man. But Lee still hoped the film would get a proper in-theater release for the general public. And that was the plan when Paramount Pictures bought the distribution rights. Then in December, a bomb dropped. Another studio, Warner Brothers, announced it would be sending all of its 2021 films straight to streaming. And Lee wondered what might happen to his film. The clock is ticking. It is very clear that theaters are not going to open. And everybody's wishing for the best over at Paramount. And finally, I go, this isn't happening, guys. And you know it's not happening. Theaters are not opening. And I got to get this movie out. I think this is an important time to tell the movie right now. We, people have to see the movie. We didn't do the movie because of George Floyd. George Floyd was in the air. And it was clear that 
you know, that people were singing strange food in the streets. Like people were sending me videos of people singing strange food in different cities in the middle of these riots. There was no way I was not going to, uh, this movie had to come out now. And the decision was made to go to sell it to streamers. And it was for the survival of the film itself. Always protect the baby under any circumstances. And I thought to myself, what a waste of beautiful film. And that was sort of, that was depressing a little bit. And so, in late December, with award season approaching, Paramount sold the rights for Lee's film to Hulu. Coming up, what that meant for Lee and his cast and crew. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. With over 350 million global monthly visitors and candidate matching technology, Indeed helps you find quality candidates fast. As a listener of this show, Indeed is giving you a £100 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash thejournalpod. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When the United States versus Billie Holiday was sold to Hulu, it completely changed the financial model for the movie. Normally, Hollywood contracts operate on two levels. There's the upfront payment, and then in some contracts, there's also what directors or actors could make on the other end, from the box office. If the movie is a hit in theaters, they could take home a lot of money. But the streaming deals rippling around Hollywood have upended the way talent gets paid. So... You agreed to this streaming deal. What did it mean for you and your actors and crew financially? Mm -hmm. That decision, that hasn't, I don't, I don't have that answer yet. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know. You don't know. For you personally, you don't know. I'm hoping for the, I'm hoping for the best. Is a lot of what you would have made based on the box office take? A good portion of it, yeah. So you see why it's hard for me to even do the math right now because I'm trying to figure out the math. It took me a long time to answer that question because I couldn't, I'm still trying to process what it is that's happening. And a lot of it is going to depend on overseas, what we're making overseas. So now we're just trying to figure out how to sell different territories, you know, for more money, how, how that all. So it's a, it's a whole new equation that makes me not seem like I know what I'm talking about because I don't know what I'm talking about. And when you told your actors and crew... What was your message to them? What, what did you say? I'm sorry. How did they take it? Sad. We were sad. Painful, because guys, you know, on, a, on my films, people don't make money up front. The laugh really is at the end. You know, I get great actors to work for me for close to nothing. I, I don't make any money, you know, because studios, for the most part, 
don't want to do a Lee Daniels film. You know, they, it's too provocative. It's too, it's too black. It's too real. It's too whatever. And, and we ordinarily have the last laugh because we sell it. And then we make money at the end. And we do make money at the end. But this was not the case. And so had I known that, I would have padded the budget and really paid the actors more in the beginning. And that's sad. It's really sad. In thinking about this interview, and I was watching the film, and there's that moment when Billie Holiday looks up and is like, are we getting enough cut at the door? And (laughs) I felt like the door in Hollywood if you will, is changing. Mm-hmm. But they're going to make it fair to talent. You have to make it fair to talent. This is not the time to pull any tricks on, especially Black talent. This is not the day. This is not the day. This is not the hour. Lee and his cast and crew are not alone. Many creatives around Hollywood aren't happy about this drastic shift to streaming. Other big-name directors have spoken out, like Christopher Nolan. It's uh, sort of not how you treat filmmakers and stars. And Judd Apatow. It's very, very unfair, and I hope that they take the time to treat everyone as they should, because it is a sea change in the industry. And studios have had to write big checks to smooth over some relationships. For instance, Warner Brothers paid an extra $15 million to Gal Gadot, the star of Wonder Woman. This is all very new. But on some level, Lee isn't a total stranger to what's going on here. He's also had a successful career in television, creating the hit series Empire on Fox. But as these two worlds of movies and television collide, Lee worries about the unique experience of film. What do you think is lost? The collective experience of watching it together. It was made for people to react. People react differently than they do watching it at home. I I know it, I've seen it, I've witnessed it. You act a certain way, but when you are given permission to laugh or to cry from other people, it's infectious. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch as a filmmaker, to see the power that you have over people. It is why I do what it is that I do. But you've also been successful in television. Yes. And so it sort of feels like there's a contradiction there. Not really. Uh, You know, because my stuff, though, is art house and deals with the human condition. I've figured out a way to make it commercial. And, you know, when you think of uh, Empire at its core, it's really King Lear at its core. That is, you know, I just added some music to it and uh, my gay storyline and... uh, it became the juggernaut that it became became commercial. So I don't know that that's a contradiction. It's another form uh, of expressing myself. I love them equally. I love them equally. We're in a dilemma. We're in a big dilemma here, and I'm very confused, and I want to be able to talk intelligently about it, but I'm learning as I go. I'm I'm, I'm learning. I'm I'm, I'm actually learning as I'm talking to you right now. What do you think it would mean for the film industry, if it shifts to primarily releasing films on streaming like this moving forward? Well, the film industry has been changing slowly in front of my eyes. And so I, I have felt even that the types of films that, that I grew up on are becoming obsolete. 
almost. That was already changing. That experience was narrowing year by year. And now this has sort of uh, made a statement in a big way about the fate of cinema, ultimately. And I don't think it's good. Right. The cinema is seen now as a place for Wonder Woman to see CGI and, like, take us to other universes. Yeah. I got to learn how to do a superhero movie because I think that that's the future. What's a Lee Daniels superhero movie look like? I don't know. I think you could find one. (laughs) Our conversation with Lee was on Wednesday, a few hours before his new film had its virtual premiere. He'd made plans with the film's star, Andre Day, and a few other cast members for them to all get COVID tests and meet up at his place to watch the premiere together. Are you going to dress up? I mean, I haven't really dressed up for anybody on the Zoom, but maybe well, it'd be nice, right? Andra Day's coming over. But she's not going to dress up. She, I'm gonna, but I'm going to tell her to. I think I'm going to have her put a flower in her hair. I'm going to put my tux shirt on and some jeans. And maybe I will dress up. I think I'm going to dress up. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. And have fun tonight. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much. Have a good night. You too. That's all for today, Friday, February 26th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knudsen and me, Kate Leinbaugh. The show is produced by Katherine Brewer, Gerard Cole, Pia Godkari, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Ricky Nevetsky, Enrique Perez, Sarah Platt, Willa Rubin, Annie Rose Strasser, and Rob Zipko. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner and Nathan Singapok. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Katherine Anderson, Billy Libby, Bobby Lord, Emma Munger, Peter Leonard, So Wiley, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasulka. Special thanks to R.T. Watson for his reporting on this story. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.